with sound. Alright. What's up everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Andicho and with me is Carmela Ocampo. And as a continuation of our black-centered films, we're doing the movie Get Out, which was directed by Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Allison Williams, Bradley Whiteford, and Katherine Keener. Carmela, what do you think of this iconic horror film? I thought it was amazing. <laughs> it was probably um, one of the first horror films that like I felt in like a deeper way i guess than most like in a deeper like societal aspect um but obviously it's like the fact that it's all about racism and it's like a satire on like white people and like how they treat black people in our modern day society um i remember watching this in the theater i don't remember if we saw it together or not but anyways yeah i i remember actually being scared but like not in like the traditional sense where it was like you know like jump scares or like um there was like a suspenseful scene like that um i think the scariest part for me was probably like and we'll get into this like way later but it was probably like the sunken place and like those traumatic like memories and like literally being like that feeling of being trapped um but yeah what did you think of this movie I thought Get Out was fantastic. I still think it's fantastic after watching it last night. Um, I think this is definitely going to be a film that, like, in 20 years, is going to be referenced to as, like, great, great horror films, like how we do today, like, with The Shining and, like, Scream and stuff like that. This is definitely going to be a movie that people pull out as sort of, like, the hallmark of scary movies that have societal commentary and sort of have this intriguing notion of, like, how you watch it and like what story's trying to tell like it it's again very topical and very current mm -hmm. with um mm -hmm. with today and what's going on um but just that like just the fact that he was able to intertwine that with this movie was so so great and um it, it like it really had me thinking at the end of the movie and sort of like it, it like really hit home to like what i was thinking at the time and and what like racism was at the time and sort of how it, it grew as a more I guess important issue for lack of a better word at that time and sort of yeah. how I started to notice you know the impact of racism and how it, it was pictured um throughout that time and this was released in 2017 not too mm -hmm. long ago three years ago um but just to give it a little more context this was Jordan Peele's directorial debut first movie ever made amazing um <laughs> won an Oscar for best original screenplay and when he won that award, that made him the first black man to win that award. Crazy. Which is uh, also very interesting in the commentary as regards to like <laughs> yeah. how you, you know, judge movies and stuff like that. Um, but man, this is like a 10 out of 10 movie for me. Like mm -hmm. I, it's something that like I refer to myself and um, I love watching. And of course we're gonna reference and sort of talk about how like it impacted us and like what part of the film, eh, what part of the film that we really liked and stuff like that. Um, but Carmela, did you want to give a little synopsis of the film? Yeah, sure. Um, oh, wait, before that, I wanted to ask you, like, since this movie is topical and since it did um, come out only three years ago, has your impression of this film changed now versus when you first saw it? Just because of, like, you know, the, re like, the resurgence of the BLM movement. Um, it did um at an aspect of sort of the outcome of this film um i know like the ending when i first saw it was like really really like damn that's a crazy ending but now it's like this could have ended in so many ways and it's 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 a like the aspect of like it could end in so many ways and also be relatable to the current situation um and i know we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about like the other outcomes it could have been yeah. later on with this film um but like seeing it again is just like yeah uh-huh yeah <laughs> like just like a, a yes and <laughs> like sort a of like yeah, that, yeah. yeah that's uh, what i thought last time that's how i felt last time yeah um but even knowing now it's even more like a of a for sure yes <laughs> as like <laughs> for me like to question anything um what about you especially like us 
watching these black centered films how did you feel about this movie and how you watched it with these eyes now compared to like our past views and how we saw it then yeah so rewatching this movie i definitely like the scenes where they're in the beginning where there was like a cop in it it definitely i like paid attention way more just to see like i guess that that interaction um and like i remember first watching it and i remember not really thinking that that deeply into like that like interaction i remember just saying like or just thinking like oh yeah like you know that that in the movie is like purposely put there to function as this kind of thing um, to like commentate on like the specific topic of like cops and like black people but like with the eyes that I'm seeing now it's just like I guess there's definitely more like fear and like a lot of feeling and emotion like back into me paying so much more attention to that scene um, and like I, this might be like an easter egg already but when the cop asks for like um, Chris's ID when he didn't didn't even drive and rose was like oh no he wasn't even the one driving she's like pretending to basically like defend him yeah um yeah i didn't realize it also functioned as like oh yeah she didn't want to like leave a paper trail basically as regards to like that the the sort of like um re-watching aspect of it and like it's apart from like the societal commentary i also noticed a lot of things that like fed into the idea that he was going to be sold off like and sort of how they acted around him and did certain things like i yeah it was even more stronger to me like that i felt that like oh they're just doing that so he could feel at home or they're doing that because he's going to be sold later or like mm-hmm. sort of like those aspects when i watched it again i was like wow i didn't even realize like yeah. I, it feeled so much to like the the overall like climax and outcome of the film mm-hmm. um yeah even watching it a second time it was still a great movie it was really fun to watch and even like with these type of movies that you pick more things up and you pick up like how the plot is like energizing this this crazy outcome it's crazy to like even watch it again because like you just notice new things that you haven't seen before which is also always great when you like rewatch films yeah. and like it's just a testament to like how great this film is and how thought about thought out it was um but yeah it's a really really great film So to get into like the overall plot, this movie is basically about a black man who meets the family of his white girlfriend. Unbeknownst to him, he is the object of prospective buyers who want their consciousness transplanted into his body. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even imagine pitching this movie, (laughs) but like, it's just so great. Like I would be automatically on board, like hell yeah. Um, yeah so like when we i don't know where you want to even start like like the beginning or the reveal or where we could just like kind of unravel it um now that you said that you like i don't know how i'd pitch this i'm wondering how hard or how maybe easy it was for jordan peele to pitch this and sort of get the okay to like actually get this started um and especially him being a black director and it being his first movie i wonder if like (laughs) This is a hard sell. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sure of the story if, like, he pitched it to other places and then someone picked it up. Um, but I can only imagine sort of how that works out. Um, but, like, just at the start of the film, it opens up with uh, Lakeith Stanfield and sort of how, like, he gets kidnapped. And, like, even even in the beginning of that move, like, that part, there's a lot of, like, alluding and symbolism as regards to, like which street he's at like yeah. he was on like peacock and something lane and like apparently mm-hmm. like peacocking is the way that like females or males mate like peacocks actually like try to bring yeah. them in and actually yeah. mate from that aspect so it's interesting to hear about that um there's a lot of like speculation as regards to like who is he talking to is he talking to to rose at that time and and um that sort of alludes to her being this, this the same hunter later mm-hmm. um even like with the white Porsche that the the brother's driving, it's white on the outside, black on the inside. Dang, um, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, and like just all that is so so like obviously thought out and so well executed. Regardless if it's like just a happy coincidence, it's still something that like resonated with people and resonated with people to like point that out. Um, and then after that, you have like the whole introducing the main character and you have a picture of this kid with his brown paper bag over its face symbolizing you know the same thing with what they're doing is using these black bodies under their white you know white 
mental and sort of using the black the black community as a as a benefit to them mm-hmm. um and even like the song red bone or not red red bone right yeah, yeah red bone shout out gambino he's like just stay woke they're gonna catch you creeping don't go mm-hmm. to sleep kind of a thing and like don't be like you know ignorant to the situation is kind of funny um and again that's thought out and even like it's thought <laughs> out but also really like a great 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 marriage of like that scene because like Redbone was popping at the time. It yeah. still is a popping song, and like the fact that it was, it was able to connect with the movie was so fantastic, and I love that part so much. It just goes to show how, like, and in a sad way, that these topics are always relevant. And it's like it might have been, yeah, like a happy coincidence that, like, yeah, Redbone was like popping at the time, and this as this movie was like being made or something. But it's just like it's just sad to like um realize that it's always relevant you know um i didn't even notice all of those things that's crazy there's, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's so much crazy. i knew you yeah. knew more just like in that like what probably like first five minutes there's so much yeah. to take in. um but yeah um just to go back to like the first scene with lakeith stanfield um that scene even though it's like framed in like the context of a horror movie that that literal scene is a real life horror for a lot of black people just walking down the street in an affluent white neighborhood it's just like that's yeah <laughs> yeah especially like lakeith's reactions like oh that's not not me today like that's not happening yeah, to me today like exactly sort of that um thing to be like even hearing from an actor is kind of interesting to, to hear and also really saddening because it's obviously a lot of realities for a lot of people and um just to be walking at night is really hard for some people, especially people in the black community, minorities and stuff like that. Um, I can only imagine the sort of like fear they, they have with that. Um, but yeah, good, good point out. <laughs> um, and then you're introduced to Rose. I, upon second viewing, like you can kind of tell like she's kind of weird because <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, like, like right from the get go, like it shows her, um, like it shows Daniel Kaluuya like getting ready. He's like shaving, and then it shows Rose like buying donuts or something for him in the morning. And then like she's so weird. She like knocked the on the door with her forehead. I don't know if that was meant to be cute or quirky or something, but <laughs> I just saw it and I was like, that was fucking weird. Like <laughs> no one does that. That's weird. Um, but anyways, she is definitely introduced as like just your normal white girl who has like a black boyfriend and she's like you know very um or she she perfectly plays like the like right amount of woke kind of thing you yeah, know yeah, yeah. she's not like super mindful but she's also like kind of clueless but she's like still kind of like oh i would never introduce you to my parents if i knew they were racist you know it's like it's like i care about you i love you you know it's like and like um from the very first scene um the topic at hand is introduced and he's like do your parents know i'm black yeah yeah right off the bat yeah and she's like what do you mean <laughs> that's not important my dad would have voted for obama three times like, or the <laughs> yeah. third time yeah um and then they like it's sh- there's like a montage of them going to the clip i just want to applaud the i think it's swahili that soundtrack like that creepy like Swahili soundtrack like mm-hmm. in the background with the trees fading in as they're yeah. like driving, super creepy. Reference <laughs> <laughs> to The Shining, by the way. Oh, is it really? Yeah, uh, them driving in the woods and sort of having that same shot is like reference to The Shining. Wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> just mm-hmm. shows how much of a horror fan Jordan Peele was. I know exactly. <laughs> and then we get to the point where you're talking about earlier, where they hit a deer, mm-hmm. um, and he gets stopped by the cop, and then she like tries to like fight the cop and this is like where you like start to like like the girlfriend like oh yeah she's actually a good person you know she knows what she's doing she's aware of the race kind of like um (laughs) you know sal and do the right thing you kind of like are intrigued by him and him Mm -hmm. being like this good person um with a dark dark secret um (laughs) but yeah you know the whole id thing and and whether or not that was a a cover-up for her to like make sure that no one knows he's there is a beyond me i know a lot of people think that i'm kind of like in the fence on the fence because it, it's uh again a good happy like coincidence of it being like she's being woke but also covering her tracks 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the deer also plays a lot, a lot in this movie, like the symbolism and how the dad always, how the dad later on states like he hates deers, um, and he's <laughs> happy that like he found another dead one or like yeah. a good one is a dead one kind of a thing. Almost like the same sort of vocabulary that like the KKK use, white supremacists use about like the black community dying and stuff like that. It's kind of like the yeah. same verbiage and, and almost the same thing, like, mm-hmm. but like with an underlying tone. Um, funny part about this is that like he says he hates deer, but he has so much like deer memorabilia. Yeah. And it, like it's sort but of they're like, like trophies, you know, they're trophies and also like just all around the place, sort of like yeah. acting as like this like connection to how he is using the deer for something else like how he's they're using the, you know the black people for their own benefit and mm-hmm. being this almost hypocrite of like i hate them but you know i'm using them for my benefit mm-hmm. and using them for what i want to use them for um and then you could already tell like like when you meet the family it's already kind of cringy and awkward and you're yes. like ooh, ah, ooh. <laughs> um and then you have like the very subtle line when he's giving him the tour of like don't go down there there's black mold yeah like, <laughs> like i at the first at first time watching it like it I happened did not, so fast yeah i yeah. did not notice it i didn't think anything of it second time watching it sophia pointed out and i was like oh my god <laughs> how crazy and that's also like the basement that they do surgeries in like yeah how could you even how could i even like miss this how am i so stupid <laughs> oh God. but yeah they kind of go through that and then you meet the the grandma and grandpa who are oh, servants dude. <laughs> which is always weird like it, it was it's like already really weird for it to be like how they act and it yeah. was weird that they didn't think like she's being weird i don't know if we should have them around like as we're hunting these people it was kind of weird to even watch that part yeah they i the whole time i was like re-watching this movie i was like just applauding their performance those particular actors because they like had to play white people stuck inside of a black body basically and also lakeith stanfield's performance too as like as a white person stuck in a black person's body i was like yo they made this extra creepy but (laughs) i believe it um and then i think um you're like mildly introduced to like the mom's like hypnotism like creepy hypnotism stuff um and like yeah there's like off the bat there there's like something super off about like her parents and like i was paying more closely attention to the script this time around because i didn't like i don't even remember that the dad was talking about the deers that way like from the beginning like how he's like oh yeah i'm so glad there's another dead deer on the road if i could i could kill them all kind of thing and i'm like Mm -hmm. i do not remember him saying (laughs) like this is like so blatantly like cringy and weird but i guess that goes just goes to show like you know upon like first viewing these things like kind of went over my head and i wasn't like really paying attention to like these like subtle clues and details but it just like also shows that it makes for a great second watch like over and over again and then you have like the part where georgina like is serving all them tea and then like for for whatever reason chris is the last person being served even though he is he's the one with like the empty glass and needs to be served first and in the process of like her going around him mm-hmm. and then filling up everyone's cup first then his is sort of like again a symbolism to like how they treat you know the black people in that neighborhood yeah. and black people around them um but still yeah. like it's such another subtle thing that's so like prominent um and then you get to another cringy part which is like meeting the freaking brother oh my like god this, like, was so who you, weird. you get introduced to him being like this drunk creepy like weird ufc guy like and and <clears throat> for the first like for the first time watching it you're just like oh he's just like this brother who wants to see his strength like and you don't think anything of it but then like you watch it for like the second time and it's like him <laughs> testing out his body yeah to maybe like use him in the future or like use him use his, use his body for ufc or whatever and has this weird fantasy of like being in his body and being like a fighter essentially yeah um which is like really weird it was really weird, so weird. just like him like almost attacking him and being like oh if you were built like blah 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 you blah, blah, blah. <laughs> with your with your strength and your build you could be like this this and this and he's just like 
Okay. Right, dude, like, weirdo. Like, <laughs> why did you even say that? That is uh, kind of weird. <laughs> and like, um, Rose, this whole time is like just playing it so well. I was like almost applauding her because I was like, man, she is, she's such a good actress within this specific story, but also as an actress herself. But like, yeah, all the times where like you know all those cringy parts happened, and then she would be like, oh my god, like what the heck is wrong with them? Blah, blah 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 like and like daddy was acting so weird and like georgina she never does that <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you could only imagine like how many times this happened and sort of like yeah. how she reacts to it is very detrimental to the success of uh transferring this body um and then like again you go like towards the end of the night you sort of see like the creepiness of georgina and the creepiness of like the servants um just like the way that she's kind of like a robot robot like going this like that (laughs) and then like he actually sees them in action because he wants to go out for a smoke and like um the freaking the grandpa was was running towards him and does a like quick thing um which is a reference to like how he was beaten by jesse owens Mm -hmm. and how uh he obviously can't let it go because of what happened um and he's using this black body to 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 sort of redeem himself in that position and sort of um be aware to like how he lost and um yeah yeah again really funny really like interesting um and then you finally get introduced to the sunken place with the mom Mm -hmm. and with hypnosis um and like this part was so crazy and like like thinking about it too like this is so smart and it's it's been this like cultural phenomenon now like yeah if you see someone acting up or like a, a minority or black person acting up you think yo they're in the sunken place <laughs> kanye west he's in the sunken place like it's like this ginormous reference that people use now um to describe this sort of thing of being like this weird complacent person um and going against your own community um but I remember, like, watching this, like, at first, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, right? and at that moment, I was like, do I want to be hypnotized sometime in my life? <laughs> oh my <laughs> so, God, do I want to no. experience this and see what happens? No. Um, but even the friend was just referencing, like, oh, if you do this, like, just know that they could do anything you want. Like, they could make you do this. Like, we could do that. And, like, I was damn, that's true. Maybe I don't want to be hypnotized. No, you don't want to be hypnotized. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, curiosity. I don't know. Maybe oh I want to know why God. it works out. You know, you never know. It's a bad thing. You don't want to be hypnotized. No. He stopped smoking from the hypnosis. It's crazy. Anyways. So, yeah, seeing that that scene was like definitely like a cultural phenomenon and like again like it was like this genius thing that basically became like not a meme but you know, like a really influential like reference point, I guess. Um, and so he like wakes up and he doesn't even like realize he was hypnotized and then like they're they have like their family party and then Rose is like oh my god I didn't even know we had a family party this weekend and they're like it's every it's the same day and she's like oh my god I'm so stupid (laughs) it's like literally like everyone in the neighborhood party and she forgets about it and like (laughs) even like I don't know the arrangement of how that happened like you see like this these black cars coming in Dude. and people will dress all the same and sort of like dress like up like to the nine like super nicely yeah and like how do you forget like, this kind of party <laughs> yeah i'm like how did he not like be sus about that but maybe he was just freaked out by all of the other things that were happening um and so we get to like finally the party and like I read online that this was the scene that made Daniel Kaluuya want to do this movie because yeah. he, like, saw that, like, he's been to this party. This is, like, every party he's ever been to. Like, he <laughs> is, like, that token black guy who, like, well, yeah, all of these things that happen in the party have ha- is, like, a normal thing for black people. And it's, it's just sad. It's just so sad. Um, and, like, they go from, like, fetishizing him where they, like, check him out like and later on you realize it's because you know they're checking him out as like a vessel like a vehicle Mm -hmm. literally um and so yeah they fetishize him they like ask him really uncomfortable questions like um how does it feel to be a black guy like is it true about what they say and stuff like that yeah how's your swing tiger woods and stuff like that (laughs) oh i love tiger woods like yeah yeah yeah, exactly 
um oh yeah and there was an asian guy in this scene um and it was supposed to like kind of show that like model minority myth and how like you know asians are in a position of like a similar like complacency where we are like i don't know <laughs> like i guess like silent in like the face of like the oppression of like all other like people of color um and we like kind of benefit from it yeah. too yeah um by like aligning ourselves with white people and um yeah and then like oh and then he meets the blind guy who like despite the fact that he like literally cannot see <laughs> still manages to be racist to him <laughs> like you know in the end that is revealed in the end um and then i think this was also where like a bunch of like creepy things with georgina start happening where you like he like sees her through the window and she's like arranging like her like hair or her wig or something um and then he goes up back to his room and he sees his phone is like unplugged again and it's not charged and then georgina walks in and this scene this scene was great <laughs> one of my favorite scenes wait and before so, you go into that scene oh my um, god <laughs> before you get to that scene you know like with the blind guy being sort of like this this person that seems fine in the beginning and being a blind person as well you kind of like you kind of like side with him like oh he's probably a cool guy and like the way he talks about these people he obviously sees like you know how right people like sort of treat black people in a way um again another sal character that you kind of like mm -hmm. trust and he becomes uh you know a, a villain at the end obviously <laughs> um and then before he goes upstairs this is like one of my favorite scenes that oh, like right, right, sorry. that sort of almost like it's a very subtle scene but it's something that i really like and so it's like really um something that creeped me out and i was like wow this is crazy that like this part happened and it, it just made it so obvious to to what kind of character he was being played at to these white people um he goes upstairs like the party's still going on and as he goes upstairs like everyone goes quiet and like when i saw this part i was like yo that's dope like <laughs> the creepiness of it and like the way that um it's sort of treated and handled it was like really really cool to me yeah um it was really cool to see um but yeah sorry sorry to interrupt you but no no on. no don't worry i like totally forgot that happened but you're right it was like this very subtle like quick thing that happens um but it was finally like a clue into like yeah it was finally like them like un him uncovering like the creepiness of like this group of people um and then the next creepy thing happens which is yeah. his interaction with georgina um and like there's this one thing that he says he's like oh don't worry like I wasn't gonna snitch and she's like snitch and then I think I read some thread or something online that was like no like every black person knows what the word snitch means because I think that was that word was like used back when like slavery was around right oh really I think I did not <laughs> I'm know not that sure. I, I figured you would know but I'm gonna read more into that but <laughs> I, I think that's where the word originated from oh shoot during those times so I'm oh like, i didn't know that it makes sense that every single black person would know what that word meant so like another weird ass thing he's like she's like oh tattletale and it's like okay a white alternative to that word okay <laughs> um, it's like a rat a rat what do you mean um but yeah it kind of like also is very much to like how they act and how it's obvious that like they they weren't born in this time period um <laughs> oh, yeah and it's just sort of like uh weird okay <laughs> yeah i forgot um what happens next that causes her to kind of like start like crying and like staring at him like shaking um but then she like regains her composure and she's like oh I, she's like i was simply i was simply just cleaning the desk and I didn't want to touch your phone any further, so I left it alone. <laughs> it was um, like because he he mentions about the family, like oh, uh, are they treating you right or something? And she just kind of freaks out, which is also another great scene and a great oh, um, yeah, yeah. like great of the uh, actress to do. It was so great to yeah. to watch. She's yeah. gonna like starts crying. Goes like no 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 man that was so great i really like that scene yeah, um it was so good 
And then, so he grabs his phone and he goes back downstairs, and then that's where you see Lakeith Stanfield. But this time, he's dressed in weird old white people's clothes. <laughs> and he's like, and he approaches him. He's like, hey, great to see another brother here. <laughs> and then he turns around and he's like, oh, why, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then his, like, wife comes, and he's like, oh, yeah, Chris was just telling me how comfortable he feels (laughs) that another person like me is here. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's great, dear. Um, And then I think they, like, excuse themselves, and then this was, like, also a subtle thing, but um, Chris, like, watches them, and he goes, and he sees Lakeith Stanfield, like, kind of turn around and, like, show off, like... Yeah, as if he's showing off his, like, body or whatever. And he's just like, it's fucking weird. That's, I don't know. Another Um, obvious thing, too, though, was, like, Chris is trying to fist bump him, and he grabs his fist, which is, like, everyone's, like, worst nightmare is doing the wrong handshake. But even in this moment, like, probably the worst nightmare of, like, a black man, like, not understanding (laughs) that, um, which is a very funny part and also, like, very telling part as well. Yeah. (laughs) That was so funny. And sad. Um, I forgot how it happened, but, like, I think he, like, somehow, like, takes a picture of Lakeith Stanfield when he's, while he's, like, speaking or something, um, and then, like, the flash, like, is on, and then his eyes go blank, and he's, and he's, like, starts shaking, and he's, like, he approaches Chris, and he's, like, grabs him, he's, like, get out, get the fuck out, get out, and another, he starts freaking out. Another great scene, jeez. Man, that was crazy. So good. That's where, like, the suspicion, like, kind of escalates, and you're like, there's something fucked Yeah, yeah, he's like, on. okay, okay, now there's definitely something going on. <laughs> um, another thing that I found interesting was, like, the fact that, like, the flash of a camera or a camera essentially sort of is what, you know, snaps him out of it. And I think mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Peele said something about it, or people were just speculating about how, like, um, you know, uh, our cameras and our phones and, and re- being re- like recording these situations is almost salvation to them and also mm-hmm. salvation to like the injustice and racism that happens in this world. It gets documented, it gets, you know, recorded and it exposed to the real light. And that's sort of interesting to see this to be the salvation point of it to, to snap them out of it because it sort of helps them get out of the groove and sort of like assists them in, in the time of like of them being controlled and and being manipulated by the white people and and the media and stuff like that so it's cool that that people thought of this i'm not sure if it's jordan or not but people sort of summarize that um especially like now like it's like right now the camera is a very very powerful and useful tool Mm -hmm. and like it brings to light everything that it's it's that's wrong in this country and and Mm then it's exposing it in the light which should have been a long time ago but obviously it's America, so, but, like, it's just, like, an interesting thing to, to point out and also just to use as the thing to, to help snap people out of it. No, totally. It's, like, such a genius way to tie that into, like, this movie and at the same time, like, commentate on how this is, like, their literal weapon to, like, save them and, like, their only weapon to save them and expose, like, racism. Um and then I think after that scene, it's like played off as like a seizure. And then this is when Chris is like, no, like, no, something like weird is happening. Um, Rose, I want to like, I think we need to talk. Like, I kind of want to go home. And then like during the time where she like um, takes him out for a walk, they have a silent auction <laughs> on Chris. And that was crazy. It was like, well, not crazy, but because you were like half expecting it already but it was just crazy to like finally see and like this auction is obviously like a literal like um metaphor for slavery you know like it all tied back to like you know them buying like actual black people and then i think um the scene was more of less of a shock in a sense because like you wouldn't guess you you wouldn't think for them to have like this traditional old school way of of doing business and like hitting the nail on the head super hard for them to like be auctioning off this black person and then alluding to that time in in history of, of slavery and using black people for their benefit and then stuff like that i think it's it's a shock because it's like wow they're really like this is how really they operate like isn't this yeah. like a really long time ago which isn't by the way um mm-hmm. um the 
the downfalls of slavery and then that benefiting and, and feeling systematic racism in this country is very obvious. Um, but yeah, I digress. <laughs> no, don't worry. Um, and so, yeah, those scenes like are laid out side by side. Um, and at this point, your opinion of Rose is sort of like you, I, I was definitely still like on her side, not like on, more on her side than not. Um, I was still like holding out for hope that she was like, pretty oblivious to all this and was just like you know innocently like you know going around with her parents who were crazy and all these family members that were crazy Um, yeah we really wanted her to be like this white ally and almost this white hero that's gonna help them and (laughs) assist them to like (laughs) assist them to get out of here and sort of like help them get out of the situation yeah and sadly it is revealed that she's not (laughs) so they go back to the house um and I think they start packing and then Rose leaves the room and then Daniel Kaluuya goes into like the tiny like door closet thing and lo and behold there is a red box full of photos. Before so. they, before you say anything, I was I was watching it and I was, I want to ask you if like if you thought that Georgina was sort of leading him to this cuz the first time they go into the room like the door is already open mm-hmm. and it's sort of like pushing him to that room but he closes it. So I'm like I don't know if I like thought of this before of like it was she trying to lead him to that and sort of like show him the evidence. Uh, I didn't even realize that. I want to I want to hope that she was or else like I'm not sure what the point of that whole like door open like seeing the door open before kind of thing like what that was what that purpose was but um I do like, I like that theory. (laughs) (laughs) There's also a great scene too of him like looking through the Polaroids and like you see like the grandpa, you see, and then you finally see like, yeah, you finally see Georgina in the pictures. You're like, oh shoot. Like in this, like in the theater, I remember it was like, yo, (laughs) I was freaking out. I remember it was a great scene. Yeah. That basically like hit everything home. You're like, Rose is not an ally. Like she's crazy. (laughs) She's probably the craziest of them all. And then, yeah, she comes back in the room, and then you are also seeing her in this new light, and then he's just, he's <laughs> like, like, no! <laughs> and and so like, like, yeah, so she goes back in the room, and then again, like, these couple scenes are so, so great, and it's a great, like, use of tension and horror, I feel like, like, it's sort of like him trying to get out of there as soon as possible, um, and they're trying to pack and leave and they're so on the verge of leaving like they just need, need to leave out the door and get the keys um, and like Chris is just like keys do you have the keys and then like <laughs> it starts to ramp up because like each family member starts to act really weird and and dive into the character that they really are you know yeah like the brother already being creepy just being there and sort of like I think have like, like lacrosse yeah lacrosse thing, thing. Um, <laughs> typical and then you have like the dad that that's like on the fireplace saying some like Edgar Allan Poe shit, and he's yeah. like, "Do you think your life is worth living?" La, 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 what da. is your purpose? <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. what is your purpose? <laughs> what do you think your purpose in life is? And then um, you have the mom who's like chilling with like the weapon of choice, is just like the teacup and the spoon, um, and then like it starts to ramp up. Like Chris is like, "Rose, the keys," <laughs> and like and like she's like frantic looking she's crying like she's like putting on the best show she's ever put on and um, like you finally like and this is you're like at this point i'm i know she's sketchy and i, I like i wanted to see if like um, she would like she was actually sketchy or like you know like she was actually a villain mm-hmm. and like the best part like not the best part but like the part of the film that's like oh no like he like he yells the keys the keys rose and then she goes like <laughs> and then she like shows up the keys like all oh, these keys and then like she like straight faced like no one were yeah. crying and she's like you know i can't give these to you right and you're like you're like no and, like and you realize what's happening just like, yeah it's like fuck. like she he knew like, it like mm-hmm. he's like yep this is gonna happen that was like, such a great like thinking about it now i'm getting kind of like anxious because like it's such a great scene <laughs> yeah. it was like so great it was awesome yeah that that was a, such a great build-up to that, like, reveal. Because even though it was already revealed, like, what Rose's, like, intentions were, you were still you were still hoping that she would maybe, like, change her mind 
and then it was just and then like dan i think daniel kaluuya's character was also kind of still hoping yeah because you wouldn't be asking for the like maybe he just like ignored that fact and like oh maybe she has the keys and we can leave together maybe i'm different maybe like she actually loves me and she won't do this to me or whatever or even like he wasn't even like confirmed of his suspicions it was more of like like she just was ignorant to all of it but at the same time you know you he kind of had that feeling yeah great scene (laughs) (laughs) so great um and then you hear the tap 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 and he drops to the floor is hypnotized sent to the sunken place um and then he wakes up in this like creepy wooden room that is like typical of a lot of white people's older houses i just want to say that and (laughs) (laughs) um and this video starts playing it's just like this creepy like of course culty like commercial like infomercial of how like it all started and it's like the grandpa talking he's like hello i'm whatever armitage this is my family and for this years, is the coagula <laughs> behold the coagula and yeah, almost like this cult sort of like introduction to it yeah um he, he does this whole spiel and it's just like crazy to see how like they had like a literal process before like prepping them for the operation it was like a pre-op and it's like oh yeah um the success rate is like higher if you understand the procedure and it's like bitch like are you serious (laughs) (laughs) and it oh and later on in the scene it is revealed um oh wait no it was already revealed i'm sorry the blind guy buys him the blind guy because the auction happened and stuff like that um but as this is going on um the tension is also building as well because you have his friend um sort of like investigating him and and pretty much on the right path but the way he kind of (laughs) like concludes it is very very out there like sex slaves he is right at the same time right yeah and like of course like going to the police is not gonna work out as you know anyways (laughs) (laughs) obviously like he he pitches it to them and and they're like what what are you talking about like or they pitch it he pitches them they laugh and like they just kind of ignore the fact that like this black person was kidnapped essentially and gone missing um and then she sort of makes a joke about it like oh these white women always get you and stuff like that (laughs) um and then even like that too like he he goes on this like detective search and like he even calls uh rose and tries to get like the answers out of her and see like if she knows anything and and even like in this part too you see kind of like her kind of psychoticness of like her mm-hmm. acting because she answers it with the straightest face she's like oh my god chris <laughs> and like oh, no. oh my god <laughs> yeah he tries to like play it off as something that she doesn't know anything about mm-hmm. um and he obviously knows he's like oh do you know the tax company and stuff like that <laughs> um, but then again like she plays he plays into her hands and she's like i know you want to fuck me and i know how you look yeah. at me like he's, he's like, like he's like damn it she's good she's so smart it's <laughs> so funny <laughs> Yeah, she, like, basically used her white girl powers to, like, <laughs> you know, make him freak out. Um, and so I think it goes back to Chris, and he is, like, knocked out again. Or the, I think the video starts again or something? Yeah, the video um, starts up again um, and puts him to the second place. Um, and the second place is sort of, like, a, a reflection of when he was a kid because we didn't mention this but chris has this guilt of like her, his mom dying and he feels mm-hmm. the blame for it because he sort of sat there and, and just watched tv instead of like calling someone and telling someone that like his mom is gone um which for the most part isn't really his fault i think it's just like it's just something that he blamed himself for anyways yeah um and he's like in the anxious moment of like figuring out if his, his mom is dead or not like he scratches the his bed and now he kind of reflects that scratching the chair whatever he's sitting in um and this part was really cool too because like um he wakes up again and like he freaks out and sort of tries to find a solution and he sees like that he scratched the the armchair and sees that like um you know he like did like damage the chair and you could see the con coming out and like even like seeing it when i saw it the first time i was like what is he doing why is he looking is he going crazy like i didn't understand this part at all um and like he essentially uses them as earplugs, which is so insane. Cause like when he hit him with the ball, I was like, "How did he do this?" And then he like takes out the con. I'm yeah. like, "Yo!" <laughs> 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 
and again like the obvious symbolism of like him picking cotton for his for, for his freedom essentially like mm-hmm. how slaves were back in the day and mm-hmm. what um they're almost primarily used for um but damn that, that part is great hits the kid of the guy overhead you're like yeah i hate that guy <laughs> yeah. um and then like he uses the deer again symbolism of like killing him with something he hates and and what he states he hates he kills him he kills the dad of the deer um which makes him like knock over the candle sets the whole place on fire um and then he battles out with uh with the mom and like this part is really tense too because you like see them like um like battle for the teacup and he hits it out of the hand and like in my theater everyone's like yeah like clapped everyone clapped and then like they start fighting and then like um chris gets like stabbed in the hand and he doesn't even flinch dude he's just like (laughs) (laughs) i'm guessing it's like because at the time he's already like kind of in a drowsy kind of like he's like hopped up on adrenaline yeah also that too yeah just like fuck you dude you think this hurts <laughs> <laughs> and then you have like that final scene with the brother um and he uses his own words against him like ufc fighters always or mma fighters are always like two steps ahead and he he realizes like oh i could do this and then stab him and also it's kind of funny because like maybe he is a good mma fighter because he was able to like withstand like right? you know the <laughs> the pressure of him being like in a chokehold um and he finally escapes and then it shows that weird scene of rose eating like Fruit. her cereal separately <laughs> from the milk mm-hmm. which again a happy coincidence of her separating the colors with the whites and like how she has that mentality and um they even like the, the worst part of this is like she's like looking up like ncaa basketball <laughs> prospects yeah. like for her next like victim it was essentially. like it was so funny but also it's like horrifying at the same time um and then behind her you see the photos that chris saw earlier in the closet and they're hung up like in and framed in like a grid and she like you know she just she just put those up like any like literally the chance she could she did it (laughs) do you know how long it takes to do that (laughs) it's like the effort anyways yeah and she's like um she's like in a totally different outfit too like she's in this like white collared like it looks like something an equestrian would wear like you know (laughs) typical like white girl who rides horses kind of thing you know with the riding boots (laughs) um and yeah at this point um so chris has like reached uh, the car of the brother and i think he starts driving off and then bam georgina (laughs) is hit because she like runs in front of him um and so he has a choice whether or not to like basically go back for her or like leave and he has this internal battle and then he finally decides to go back for her because of the guilt that his mom um that he left his mom and didn't do anything yeah so he like it's nice to see that he finally like got over that guilt and like sort of battled that demon yeah despite the fact that he was like risking his life and like he really shouldn't have done that yeah i think like jordy even mentioned like this was sort of like his his inner inner battle of like what happened to his mom and the fact that he was able to go back for georgina and sort of save her is like sort of like a redemption for him but he kind of like did something at that moment what was right and what he was supposed to do um and then like uh like obviously i I mean it was obvious i feel it was obvious to me that like georgina wasn't gonna like just be like oh you saved my life i thought like i for sure knew like she was gonna wake (laughs) up and like the way she sort of wakes up and like her wig falls off you see the scar of the surgery on her head and like she attacks him you ruined my hair <laughs> and like she's like you ruined my hair <laughs> and then yeah. rose is like on the hunt and shoots him and or shoots the car and they sort of crash because of georgina and then like like one of the craziest parts happens is where like the grandpa is like attacking him mm-hmm. um and like he uses his phone again to to to, to snap out of it um and he gets the gun from rose kill like shoots rose and kills himself obviously not obviously but like coincidentally because just like the life he's been living and sort of being in that state he didn't want to be there anymore yeah um and at that moment rose tried to reach for the gun and chris like essentially like tries to choke her but stops because she has like somewhat joy she's, in it she's like smiling yeah she's like dude. smiling is like oh, oh wow geez like 
uh, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and this part is like really crazy, and like at, at that time too, um, this part was something that like impacted me super hard, and and really, like really opened my eyes to you know like, like sort of the almost like the confirmed racism in America. Like it, it yeah. opened my eyes to like strengthen my feelings towards this because mm-hmm. like when you see this scene when anyone sees this scene you kind of assume what's gonna happen so like um chris is on top of rose choking her and like you see police lights come up and like immediately in that moment when i watched the movie i was like he's gonna get shot he's gonna die Mm -hmm. essentially that's what Mm -hmm. the first thought in my head Mm -hmm. first i'm watching it like that's the first thing i thought Mm -hmm. and um and i'm sure like many viewers saw this too and it's it's so obvious to like that your reaction is something that's so <laughs> that says everything that's yeah that's obviously so fact like a fact today of like what's happening that you sort of assume and you sort of like you know have this feeling of guilt almost and this feeling of like oh no this is gonna happen because this mm-hmm. is where we're at right now yep. um and like the, the sigh of relief within the movie theater <laughs> seeing that was tsa and also like the laugh little chuckles too yeah was fantastic because like i was like so sad i was like so happy and like it was just the funny moment too to see that it was him like theater clapped and like <laughs> he goes inside the car and you know it has this like really really great ending of like just rod like i told you not to go in the house <laughs> <laughs> and then chris just being like how'd you find me he goes like i'm ts motherfucking a <laughs> and then they drive off it's a great ending you know you don't know what happens next but like you're just happy that like it's over and that he's able to get out of there um which brings us to the other ending um so original this is the original ending um so instead of it being the tsa or instead of being rod to the rescue it's these officers that arrest him and he is in jail and he's obviously gonna be in jail for a long time because you know it's like the system of America these wrongly accused black people and minorities being in jail for being in jail for the wrong things for one thing and then um having these long sentences that don't make sense at all um and it sort of ends there and and it sort of like comments on you know the 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 justice system and how black people are treated in this system and how it sort of plays out for them and and the reality unfortunately for them um Mm -hmm. and did you want to go into like you know jordan's thought process as regards to like why he made this ending but then also changed it yeah so he originally like wrote it this way to commentate yeah on like the disproportionate um incarceration of black people and like how our justice system basically like works against them um and then, like, finally, when it was time to film this movie, he realized the political climate had changed and shifted and more people, like, were becoming, like, more woke, in quote, and um, people were, like, being openly, like, combative against racism. Um, and so he realized uh, people people probably need, like, a hero in the end, a.k.a., like, Rod, you know. Um, and it was so genius how he subverted our expectations of the police because, like, you said we all knew like what was gonna happen next if this was like real life you know he literally would have just been shot and like no questions asked um but i'm so i'm so glad he changed the ending honestly because i think if it yeah if it played out like how he originally intended it would definitely be like a gut punch but also just like really sad and like i guess maybe not so like hopeful of what was happening what is happening currently um but yeah what do you which ending do you prefer um i did i do love the original or the ending that that's uh widely released just because like it, it brings this like light into you and you sort of have hope and you're sort of happy and it comes in this happy note and like the satisfying feeling of yes he's alive and yes that, that the family's dead um but i understand the the original ending of him being you know arrested and for the most part he's just fine with the fact that like the f- white family's dead and the whole the whole coagula is kind of still going on but the fact that he's able to escape it and and to to not be a part of it is primarily what he's happy about but it sort of 
comments on the fact that like things like the coagula things that you know damage the black community and and destroy the black community is still out there which makes it a sad part and, and sort of like brings everyone down essentially um but uh another ending i was thinking of like what if he did get shot you know how, what if he just like died right on there like how would you feel about that ending if like the police showed up and then shot him yeah just shot him straight up and that, that essentially that was the ending man that would be the beginning of like the defund police like movement at that point honestly i mean yeah i would i think it would have sparked a lot a lot of anger like towards the end as opposed to like a like a hopeful wokeness that i've personally felt towards the ending um it would have definitely been more of like anger like you should be angry about this and i'm like i fucking am like fuck fuck white people fuck the police um <laughs> and it yeah it could have easily been that way it could have easily been that kind of like ending um which like i don't i'm not opposed to honestly <laughs> like i mean i'm not i wasn't i'm not opposed to the other ending um i think i guess i just like obviously we prefer like a happier ending um and i guess for like i don't know with the way like the entire movie was played out and written i think the way it ended was like appropriate it like fit the best in my opinion yeah um like like i said before like just thinking of different endings is is me just thinking of the outcomes of what's happening now with these black yeah. people like I, if what if you get a show if he dies what if this happens um and i was thinking about the the ending if he were to just die and get shot um it's crazy because like the first thing i thought of was the uh the ending of i think the night of the living dead which essentially is the first zombie film that was ever made and the ending of that film spoiler alert if you want to <laughs> watch it it's like a black and white film it's really old um but uh, at the end of this film it's this black guy who's the protagonist and survives the zombie apocalypse and there's like the search party to see if there's any survivors and stuff like that and these group of survivors just shoot him shoot the protagonist like just because they think he's like a like a like a zombie or infected or what? or someone that like they don't think is worth saving and that's it's crazy for me to think that because like that was a movie that was made so long ago like literally the first zombie movie was ever made i think and the fact that like that's the reality still Damn, today dude. and that and and picturing that to be the end of get out it'd be like this weird homage to that movie and this weird like mm, connection see. to that along with connecting to like societal issues connecting uh, to real life yeah. yeah connecting so much past present future it's the fact that like the the repetitiveness of it and the connection of it is what is so crazy to me um but like even thinking of that like it, it like it would have been such a poetic ending because of how mm. it connects everything but at the same time again i would be very angry obviously and very upset of how it ended and and um even though it is like a, a true commentary of, of societal yeah. issues it's something that you know i would be very angry about and <laughs> and like i do love the, the happy ending and how you know it sort of ends with him escaping with rod and rod having this like com comedic quirks in it and stuff like that it was really fun to see and, and really uplifted me after that like <laughs> yeah. that like hour and 40 minutes of tenseness um mm -hmm. but yeah it's just just thinking about like different endings it's just essentially what happens today like yeah. he could have been shot it's, he yeah. could have been you know wrongly incarcerated he could have been choked to death he could have been i don't know it's just so endless amount of possibilities and it's not even like i'm pulling from my <laughs> own imagination i'm pulling yeah. from like real, real life, life circumstances which is depressing but super real it was like basically every ending where it didn't end up him surviving and being free would have been a representation of real life because sadly enough the way it ended in the movie is not representative of real life he probably would have been shot and would have or would have been just immediately sent to prison for like a ton of time forever probably <sighs> Even like bringing the aspect of, you know, the cops coming in and mm -hmm. the reaction that I got, and I'm sure the reaction that many people got, it really, really does comment on how we feel about the police and how they treat black the black community, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I like always remember that, like, I always just think about this scene because it's just so powerful and such a small thing. Like, 
I keep thinking about how like the red and blue lights come up and you immediately think you immediately yeah. think the worst. I'm scared. Yeah. It's just so insane. Like I love that scene so much in just like a societal sense and the in the movie sense, the, the way movie. it ended sense. Like everything about this scene is just so like great. The ending of it was so great. And this has been our episode on the iconic movie Get Out. Um unfortunately there's still a lot of societal problems with the black community with the police right now um there's still a lot of fights still to be fought um we still have the link in our bio just you know the the amount of petitions and places you could donate um that's in our bio and you could help and sort of support the fight that's happening right now and the support the fight that needs to happen and changes that need to happen um that's in the link of our bio um it's linked in my bio as well um so if you want to follow me, my name is Josh, and you can follow me at the Space Wolf. You can follow me, Carmela, at Catmela O. And you could follow Wafted Sound at Wafted Sound. Um, that's where you could find the links as well. Um, you could also listen to Wafted Sound on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and now Anchor. Thanks for listening, everybody, and keep on watching. <laughs>